Hey guys, I'm back with season 2 and in my first episode we're going to talk about something which is really close to my heart. And that's the role of emotions in shaping us to be the individuals that we are. My guest for today is a Hollywood coach, screenwriter, actress, producer and the creator of The Conscious Entertainment. She's also authored two books which are based on her learnings from her personal journey to healing from trauma and disorders. She started this new tribe of people called the Spiritual Ninjas. And I'm delighted to introduce you all to the original Spiritual Ninja, Janelle Krista. Hey Janelle, welcome to Cardioscope. Thanks a ton for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here with you. Same here. Uh, I've been I've been really looking forward to this conversation. But before we start, I have something out of syllabus for you. Oh, okay. <laughs> so <laughs> I have a quick rapid fire, and um, this is something you'd not I'd not mention. So here we go. Can we start? Yeah, sure. My first question is: I read about some unseen friends that all of us have. At mm. this point of time, who's your unseen friend? Mm. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> um, well, this actually just came up yesterday. Um, right now, uh, kind of the unseen friend that I'm working with is um, is maybe a, a a baby that will come through in the future. <laughs> um, we had kind of decided that we were um, well that we were probably done having children and. Um, but yesterday or last couple of days while I've been on vacation, I've been having a lot of, um, just beautiful little visions and things pop up. And, um, I feel like I have a, a wonderful guide, <laughs> uh, that maybe isn't here yet. So, um, I don't know who that, who that baby is, but I'm definitely feeling that spirit and I'm excited, uh, to see how, uh, she shows up in the next couple of years. Oh my god, that is so lovely! I didn't expect. I didn't see that coming. <laughs> me neither. Now I feel it. I feel it's out of syllabus for me now. <laughs> That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Um, now that you're in a really dreamy mode, and there's this beautiful person who is probably somewhere on her way. <laughs> tell me one song that's playing in your head. Oh, what's song. your cute? <laughs> oh, I don't know what song is playing in my head. I guess uh, I don't know why, but the the first song that's coming to my mind is um, "Somewhere Over the Rainbow." Uh, yesterday in my meditation, I uh, it was really fun. I actually saw the lion from the Wizard of Oz. I don't know if you're familiar with that story, but um, there's a song in it called. Um, Somewhere Over the Rainbow by Judy Garland. And that's kind of popping up into my mind right now. So lots of magic. <laughs> uh-huh. Lovely. I had more questions, but I'm going to leave that because it's just really nice talking about this. And I don't want to ask any other question. It's just uh, really <laughs> lovely to hear what you just said.
I know you've had a difficult journey. It's you've had certain moments that are really difficult, and uh, would you share a little bit about your entire journey for our listeners? Because as of now, you're you are in such a happy space. You're healing people. You've healed yourself. Uh, you've written two books from your experiences. It'd be great to. uh hear from you on what the journey really was mm yeah well thank you thanks for asking um well i guess since we started with magic i'll start there uh as a, a really little child um i had a really huge imagination and i was always really into storytelling and make believe and that was really my healing space and it continued to be throughout my entire life. Julie, um I growing up I had like 14 siblings but none of them were for this from the same parents. They were um uh you know step uh, siblings or adopted siblings or half siblings or in some cases I was the adopted sibling. So it was a a lot of of uh, different people and a uh, not a huge sense of knowing who I was or where I stood in the world um just in kind of the chaos that was my family um and so I went through a lot of different things in in my adolescent years and a lot of different trauma and kind of um some pretty terrible experiences and when I was about uh 17 or 18 years old about 18 years old I just wasn't finding that retreating in my mind and imagination was really doing it for me as much and I got pretty heavily into drugs um which I'd already started using at a really young age you know like 13 14 I was using a lot of drugs but it got really heavy when I was about 18 and I started just going down a, a really not healthy path and uh didn't have a good sense of my future and i became very very depressed and very you know as people would call mentally ill or having symptoms of mental illness and was diagnosed bipolar and um i was just really traumatized i was just a traumatized young person and i didn't have any tools or techniques on how to be able to handle or deal with all the pain that I'd stuffed down throughout my life um and my imagination was no longer a uh, innocent place for me to go hide so um when I was 21 I got clean from drugs I put myself through rehab and unexpectedly got pregnant and it was really really wonderful and i was so happy from the moment i found out even though it was very you know unexpected and a big surprise um i was just so happy to be able to have someone uh, or something to put my focus into to be able to begin a healing journey because up until that point i didn't love myself enough to be able to do that so i needed something outside of me to be that force and that push and in this case it was going to be my daughter because I wanted to provide her a really healthy happy childhood and life where she felt safe and secure and stable and and 
always knew that she could count on me. So that's really where my healing journey started. Um, and there's been lots of really wild ups and downs since then. Um, but in that journey, um, which actually, <laughs> to be quite honest, it got much, much, much worse before it got better. And had I known that when I was 21 years old, that I hadn't even begun to go through the craziness that I would go through. I don't know if I could have uh, continued to press forward because um, I, I would have I would have been too terrified. But I think that's how healing works: is that it does get worse before it gets better sometimes, and um, and so you know, and I think that that's what we're going through as a collective, um, very universally right now. We're going through a very dark night of the soul. And I believe that we'll come out of it. I know we will, uh, because I could individually. So I know we can as a world, but, um, anyways, so in having a little mm. child that helped me to remember and reunite with my imagination in a new way. And, um, kind of through her, I was able to remember the child within me and now she's 14 years old. I'm remembering the adolescent within me. And um, I've had some wonderful spiritual teachers and guides that have really helped me to identify all these different aspects of myself and bring them into unity together. And now I really try to help other people do the same. Amazing. That's, uh, that's lovely. You spoke about an entire phase where things got worse before they start getting better. Mm -hmm. um, I remember having a conversation uh, with you the last time around uh, feeling suicidal at some point of time. Was this before your daughter happened or uh, was it after uh, she happened? But more importantly, what is that feeling that makes you feel uh, driven to a point where you want to end your life for people to understand that what is that point like mm -hmm. and how do you really pass that moment mm -hmm. if that moment happens how do you really just let that moment pass yeah it, it would be really good to hear from someone who's experienced that moment yeah absolutely so I first started having uh, suicidal thoughts when I was about 12 and they increased uh, over my adolescent years tremendously. Um, and when I got really heavily into drugs, I actually did attempt um, suicide a couple of times. Um, it wasn't, and, and maybe, you know, the younger me probably hates me for saying this, but it maybe was more of a cry for help because uh, when I attempted suicide, I don't think I like actually took enough pills to really kill myself but it was kind of like a, a wake up and um so I got put into a, a mental hospital actually two different times um so there were times where I got almost to that point and um but after my daughter was born I had this this thing where even if these ha haunting thoughts would it be intrusive and they would intrude on me I would have to tell them no um, because I had my daughter I had to live for, I wasn't going to leave her alone. And so I think that really what it is, is, you know, because now I actually don't, I'm 35 years old now, and I finally have really totally completely overcome 
uh, suicidal thoughts. I really don't have them anymore, which I never thought that I would be able to get to that point. But I think really what it is, is when you have those moments of being in absolute despair, which I have definitely got to, um, and, you know, come very, very close, uh, to really going through and following through with it is, um, recognizing that this will pass, right? It's like we're living in the past or we're forgetting that we have a future when we're in those moments. And so if we can get in touch with what I call your future self and start to develop and build a relationship with your future self, you really, really can let those moments pass and just recognize in the moment as they're happening, this will pass. And this is just an old, old coping mechanism that I developed as a small child as a way to control an out-of-control situation. And that was my way of feeling in control. No one could hurt me as bad as I could hurt myself. Or I had the ultimate way to hurt people. And that really does boil down to control. So by letting go of control and developing a relationship with your future self and how I recommend doing that for people is to, uh, you know, go into a meditation or close your eyes and imagine yourself. Uh, you can start with 30 days in the future and then go one year in the future, two years in the future, three years in the future, four years in the future. And you imagine yourself living the life that you want to live and the dreams that you want to have and, you know, feeling really grateful for those experiences that haven't yet happened and imagining that they have happened and seeing yourself and starting to really develop a relationship with this being as if they're real and as if they're physical and as if they're a guide and being able to lean in them and call call on them when you need because this future self has your greatest superpower which is hindsight and um, when you can lean into that that being it's the most magnificent, wonderful relationship I think that we can create. And it has served me in ways that I really literally cannot explain. And I can't even comprehend on some level because it's just such yeah. a, a magical journey. Yeah, I think it sounds really empowering and it sounds really, really beautiful. Even the sound of it is so nice. Uh, you've, you've, you spoke about how to cope up uh, with these d dark times and you described an entire journey of how empowering it feels once you develop that relationship with your future self. Mm -hmm. I I'd love to hear a few more moments in your life where you really tapped into that that side of your, it it's an intuitive uh, side of you that you're probably tapping into to visualize your future self and create moments for you are there any more such moments that you've experienced and created in this journey yeah, I mean there's so many <laughs> um, but I'd love to share with you the the first moment that I had with my future self um, which I actually don't know if I've ever shared this publicly but this is one of my most profound moments in my life and um, and it's it's transformed me and changed me and it really kind of ties into what I was just talking about with the future self so when I was about um, 15 years old 
I was going through a lot of really, really crazy things. And um, I was starting to dabble into drug abuse and just, you know, ditching school and, and boys and just all, you know, I was just kind of a very um, delinquent <laughs> teenager. And uh, things were, were hard. But um, I remember this one time I was with my best friend at the time and we were skipping school and we were smoking weed and uh, all of a sudden, you know, I like spilled something all over me. I had to go into the bathroom and I was in the bathroom washing my, my face and I remember I looked into the mirror and all of a sudden I saw this woman who looked about 30 years old and she had blonde short blonde hair and green eyes and she just looked really really sparkly and really beautiful and I remember I mean I was a little bit high at the time but I thought wow this mm -hmm. is really weird and I'm looking at the mirror and I I hear this voice say I'm you and I remember being so unbelievably blown away because I just thought, how could this person be me? And, um, you know, she, she just looks so bright and shiny and I'm, I'm just not any of those things. And it was just like this energy. And as I was standing there, the mirror kind of fogged up from the, from the water that was running. And I ran my hand over the, the, fog on the mirror and then I was just standing there you know a 15 year old girl and I remember thinking like what in the world just happened that was just the strangest thing but about a month later uh, I experienced a really very very awful life-changing brutal sexual assault um, by a, an adult and it was really awful and traumatizing and afterward it was extremely confusing because I didn't know um, who to tell or how to tell and I just wanted to die. I wanted, I felt like my world had ended but I kept getting that visual of the woman in the bathroom mirror saying that she was me and I, I knew that like this being kind of showed up as a way to protect me and show me that everything was going to be okay and I was going to be safe one day. And I really stuck that image into my brain. And um, that was my first real encounter with my future self. And it really like showed up as almost like a real person in the mirror. Um, it was absolutely crazy. And about... Um, I don't know, it was a few years ago, I remember um, I was in a, kind of a hypnosis session and I was going back to that time in my life, which was really hard. And um, <laughs> I remember uh, the therapist, the hypnotherapist guiding me to this younger part of me. And um, she said, uh, all right, so now just imagine that you're going to this younger part of you before this event happened and just imagine that you're going to go and you're going to give her some advice and and that you're going to let her know that she's going to be okay and in that moment 
it was like I was time traveling back to that time in the mirror and I was there with my adolescent self and I was looking from the other side of the mirror to this younger version of myself and um and I realized in that moment oh my gosh here I am I'm that I'm that I am her future self and this is so real <laughs> and so beautiful wow. and such a beautiful circle you know in time and I literally realized in that moment that I had that no one can save you but yourself you know it's up to you to time travel in the past or time travel in the future to develop these relationships with all the different elements of yourself and so you can show up because um you know, you're the one consistent thing that's always going to be there. <laughs> so um, that's how well, that's how that's, yeah. that relationship really began with my my future self and why I encourage everybody that I work with to really strongly develop that relationship. Wow, that, that that's beautiful. And one of the things that you spoke about was how you really traveled back to your past self and sort of had that moment again a few mm -hmm. days back uh, I, I think a lot of uh, guided meditations are around going back to your past and sort of releasing emotions and one of your books in harmony keys this is what you talk about mm -hmm. quite a bit on releasing stuffed emotions uh, are these concepts sort of uh, interlinked, entwined in some ways of going back to certain moments of your life and sort of letting yeah, them go. Yeah. And if you could share a, a little more details around how that works and how that helps people. Yeah, heal. absolutely. So um, the Harmony Keys is really a healing modality that is a very practical guide for people to pull out a chart and be able to um, very easily find the emotions that were stuffed in their system. Um, and I break down emotions into four different categories of, of transitional, imprisoning, expansive, and paralyzing. And what I think a lot of people don't realize is that um, because, you know, for a long time, acupuncturists and uh, Chinese medicine and chiropractors and hypnotherapists will say people stuff emotions in their body. But I think a big thing that's been missed there is that we actually stuff really, really expansive and amazing emotions in our bodies as well. And um, people get confused by that because they say, well, why would I stuff happiness down? But I'm sure you can remember plenty of times where it's like, oh, I want to be excited about this, but I'm not going to let myself because I don't want to get overly excited or get my hopes up. So then I shove hope inside of me and I shove happiness inside of me and I shove excitement inside of me. And then it becomes really hard to be able to access those states. And um, that's where our freedom lies. And so I believe that all emotions are positive. Um, I believe that even rage and fury and anger um, and depression or despair are positive. They're, they're just feedback allowing us to gauge how we're feeling, but they become negative and they start to putrefy when we shove them down in our bodies. And we do that um, on a very subconscious 
and unconscious level and sometimes consciously where we shove our feelings down because we don't want to be vulnerable or we don't want to be, um, you know, seen in that way. And so I believe that really stuffed emotions are the root of all of our real issues, whether they be health issues, wealth issues, or relationship issues, because anytime that emotion comes up, um, it's going to have this giant domino effect of all the other times that emotion hasn't been resolved in your body. And it's going to uh, ripple outward and they can start to become very, very consuming. And so I think really if we as individuals start to work with finding these emotions, releasing these emotions and living more presently in the now, uh, we don't have to have the past rule us or consume us and we don't have to, um, you know, get lost in the past and we can start to develop a greater relationship with the future. So I think that emotional work is some of the greatest work we can possibly do. And what's been interesting in this is that the deeper I've got into being this emotional investigator and finding all of the emotions that have been stuffed in my body, the less emotional I have become. That doesn't mean that I'm not in tune with my emotions. It means that they don't overrun my life and they don't rule me. Um, I can actually sit back and be very... Make you react. Mm, yeah, right. Like I can just be very neutral and, and present to other people and to my own self and sit back and become more mindful of them. So I think it's, it's some of the greatest work that any of us can do. Um, you know, if basically every greedy CEO in the world that has, hasn't ever dealt with this unresolved emotional state of greed... Um, worked with that and healed that and released that, then we can have a better world because they're now creating products that are not just based off of greed and creating a toxic environment in our world. So, um, you know, I think that it's one of the most important things that we can possibly do is to work with these unresolved emotions and release them. And are there any, again, from your personal journey, are there moments where you really released emotions and felt the impact on your everyday relationships? Oh my gosh. I'll, I'll just pick on relationships or, or you anything else, any other aspect of your life where you felt the, the impact of releasing these emotions really starting to show yeah. up. In a positive yeah, way. And, you know, I'll be a little vulnerable here. Um, I actually just recently had a massive breakthrough, um, which I haven't shared with anyone, <laughs> but I'm going to share with you now because it's coming up. And I think it's fair to um, just be vulnerable with where we are. But so actually, I was reading my own book um, recently, and uh, there was this moment that popped up that basically. Um, I was reading that said, uh, you know, when you have a stuffed emotion, it can show up as cold sweats or a rapid heart rate or a dry mouth. And I sat back for a moment and I thought, that's interesting. I'm having all of those things right now. So obviously I'm reading this for a reason. And I thought, well, what emotion am I not feeling or allowing myself to feel or have stuffed down? And pretty quickly I realized it was gratitude. 
and and it was pretty amazing because uh, I have re I realized I have a really negative association with gratitude, which sounds strange, but as a child, the message I got was, um, you know, just be grateful, just be grateful, just be grateful, and so um, with everything that was happening in my world and my reality. Um, I remember feeling kind of angry, like I was seeing other kids had things that I didn't have or living in a home that, you know, wasn't broken and feeling like, well, I want those things and then feeling ashamed for wanting those things. And uh, so gratitude had this really negative association with it. And so I realized that I was having a hard time feeling grateful for the things that my husband does because um, I had this negative association with gratitude. And so it was almost instantaneously as I had that realization, my whole body completely relaxed. I took a long, deep breath. I felt every cell in my entire body shift. It was unbelievable how instantaneous it was. It was just absolutely unbelievable. And I... Um, leaned into my husband later that evening and just told him how grateful I felt for him. I didn't tell him the whole experience. I just kind of wanted to let him know that I'm so grateful for him and all the things that he does for our family and for me and, and um, often at the expense of himself. And I just expressed this gratitude to him. And it was this beautiful healing that happened. It was so miraculous and instantaneous. And we felt just this tremendous closeness and that closeness it's really I mean it's this just recently happened within this last week but it's it's changed our relationship it's literally transformed our relationship and it happened that quickly and I can feel it how quickly it happened and to be able to have access to gratitude um, on an even deeper level is just absolutely tremendous. So that's one example. I mean, I can give you a million, but that just recently happened this week. So uh, I thought I'd share that one. Yeah, yeah, and that that's a really beautiful one because it, it sort of from the from the perspective that I look at it, there were two things that happened. One, you were really able to tap into your deeper self and figure that there was something that you needed to decode. And then being able to understand what it was, so I think there are two things, and it's it, it's it's not imaginary, right? You you brought it into your reality, and mm -hmm. something amazing happened out of it. A lot of us let a lot of profound moments just pass because we don't even realize that it has some meaning. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so true. Uh, as a as a closing message, Janelle, is there? If there was just one message that you had to give to all of our listeners, what would that be? Uh, really, that choice is your superpower. Um, you can have horrible, awful, terrible things happen to you, or you can do horrible, awful, terrible things to yourself. Um, but how you choose to respond moving forward is where your power lies. Choice is the savior, um, even in you know certain religions where they believe that uh, they're going to be saved before they're saved. They have to make the choice to do so. So really um, tapping into choice and honing that superpower is the greatest thing that you can do for yourself, um, you know, in regards to pretty much anything. 
Amazing. Lovely. I think that's a beautiful thought and the power of choice is something which all of us have. Mm-hmm. And hopefully all of us are going to use to our advantage. <laughs> uh, thanks a lot, Janelle, for joining me. It was amazing having a conversation with the original spiritual ninja. <laughs> I super enjoyed our conversation and really hope to uh, hear about the little... Um, Perry that we started our conversation <laughs> with in a couple of yes uh, months so a lot of good wishes mm, and lots you. of uh, love for all of you have an amazing amazing day forward oh thank you so much thank and you and thanks again for joining oh, me oh thank you it's been my pleasure thanks Chanel mm-hmm. see ya yeah. take you care you too thank you thanks bye bye bye